baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Newsmax host and author of Radical Nation and maybe a new book. That's what I'm hearing. Sean Spicer is with us this afternoon. Sean, how are you? Always a pleasure to be with you, Mark Reardon. Good day. One of the first things that Fred, my producer, told me is that Sean Spicer is now a children's book author. And I didn't <laughs> even believe it. And the book is out. Is the book out today? The Parrots Go it Bananas. Is. So I have three adult-type books, if you will. I wrote The Briefing, Leading America, and the last one, Radical Nation. And then I got approached to do this children's book. And the funny thing is I actually wanted to do a children's book off the bat. They told me, hey, look, this is not your thing. Uh, Brave Books approached me and said, hey, do you want to do a book? I said, you know, how could we do something fun? They said, what if we do teaching about the dangers of fake news? I said, I'm in. It's a phenomenal book. It's illustrated, and it teaches kids and parents about the dangers of fake news in a really well-told story that's illustrated in a phenomenal way. And I, I just, I love the idea. Um, and I've got two kids, right, two 12-year-olds. And they they literally helped edit. I was driving home last night. My daughter said to me, dude, I get an editor credit. I love it. And, uh, and, and, um, and, and so the thing that's neat is that, like, I, I know from the conversations I have with my kids that there are times when there's a group mentality to 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 you know jump on the bandwagon because somebody's done something right and they say you know little Timmy has done something and everyone says oh we all wanted to blame him or whatever and then they, and then in the story the two main characters uh, Asher and Bongo are two well respected members of the community they live in this thing called Mushroom Village and there's a game like basically a baseball game they go play it and they get accused of cheating. Now, these guys are upstanding members of the community, and and everybody jumps on the bandwagon and says, hey, you know, they they're clearly they must be guilty, and they prove their innocence. Um, and I'm not going to give away the story right, because, right. you know, gosh, I want you to read it. But but it's and, and at the end of the story, they say, you know, think about it. We've been pillars in the community. Why would you, why would the default be that we were bad people? And unfortunately, Mark, that happens too much in society today. And I think kids. Uh, need to learn that lesson. And parents, you know, the book is aimed for four to 12 year olds. Um, and so if you, it, it's a great book to read to kids to start learning early that, you know, there's a danger in fake news. There's a danger in spreading fake news and, and being part of the, the pack mentality. You think of a Nick Sandman, if you will, who oh, did yeah. nothing wrong. And the next thing you know, he gets piled on. I've had that happen to me. Um, all of these instances in, in recent um, you know, the recent days where the where media has jumped on the bandwagon, Andrea Mitchell from MSNBC the other day falsely oh my accusing God. Ron DeSantis. Wait, wait, and then the, the apology it. was ridiculous too, right? No, 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 no. But, but this is the thing, Mark. That wasn't an apology. No, yeah. That was a, uh, if, you know, if I have offended the people, I sincerely regret the, uh, the people that offended the people who might have been near the offended I mean, that was ridiculous. It was. And it was a lie. But but here's the point. We see it every single day 
And if we don't start teaching kids early, and so I was, I was honored to partner with Brave Books. You can get it at bravebooks.com. Here's the best part about the book, though. Because of the Biden economy, Brave Books has done this great thing where they basically said, if you buy my book today, you get it for a dollar. One dollar under the Biden economy. Where can you get a deal like that? You subscribe to the Freedom Island Book Club. You get my book. And then there's a whole series of books that are patriotic and Christian that get delivered every other month. So it's the deal of the day. It's a dollar to get the parents go bananas. It teaches the kids the danger of fake news. So I'm proud to do this. Uh, and it was fun uh, after having written three really serious adult books to do something fun that my kids got to be involved in. Um, you know, to write a book like this about fake news was awesome. That's awesome. I, really, I think it's cool. And I have uh, I have a little one who's perfect for this. I have older kids, too, but my eight-year-old who's really, uh, well, she turns eight a week from today, actually. She's a pretty good reader. So we're going to have to get a copy of The Parrots Go Bananas. Now, will there be an audio version? I, I'm just, you know, I have to ask. I don't know who's going to be the voices. That's a great question because I got, I, you know, uh, it's a great question because obviously I haven't done three adult books. I don't know that you can do an audio book when there's because, but, but, and I'm being serious because when you see the book, you'll realize it. And if you go to bravebooks.com, you'll see some of the great illustrations. But part of this is, to, is that story that I was telling you, you can't capture the, the, this, when I was talking about the, this accusation that Bongo, Bongo and Axel get accused of, if you don't see it, then you go, you don't, you don't capture it, that you can't tell this story without seeing the illustrations that say, wait a second, that's ridiculous. Um, and, and how can these people accuse them of this, of this you know, nefarious thing? So I, I think part of it is you can't do an audio book that's filled with illustrations in a way that you could, uh, you know, an adult version where you're just narrating yeah. uh, pages. So unfortunately, I don't think that that's going to work. But uh, hey, look, I'm a capitalist. If there's a way to do it, I'll find it. I love it, though. That's very cool. And, you know, the whole thing with fake news, you mentioned Nick Sandman. Covington Catholic was one of those moments where I really I got so angry. Well, we have a pretty big moment here from, you know, Ferguson from eight years ago, too, with hands up, don't shoot. And one of the things I had this um, I don't do a lot of speeches. I don't like speeches very much, but I was invited because I had a pinch hit for our morning show host, Mark Cox, at a police group last week. And, And I was talking about fake news quite a bit and just some of the things that have gotten out of control either locally or nationally. And I don't know if you and I ever talked about the, uh, the Duke BYU basketball situation. You remember that at all from a few months ago? I do not. So that, and that was a crazy story. And, and there's parallels to everything that's come along with Covington Catholic, Brett Kavanaugh. So at this, and this is one of those stories, when I brought it up in the room last week, there, were, there was one person who knew about it. And that's part of the danger here. So at BYU, Duke was playing basketball. There was an African-American on the team for Duke, and when she would serve, the allegation was by the aunt of this particular person, who, by the way, Sean, was running for political office in um, in the Atlanta area, I believe, at the time. So she said that every time that the girl would serve, that someone would drop the N-word. Now, Sean Spicer, there were hundreds, if not more than a 1,000 people in that arena when this happened. Nobody got it on video. So they investigated it, right? There were these allegations that were made. LeBron James tweeted ESPN got on their high horse. Slight problem. It never happened. There was no evidence it happened. In fact, there was a ton of evidence that it did not happen. But that didn't even stop Dawn Staley, who is the head basketball coach for South Carolina. Not not the volleyball coach. This was a volleyball game. South Carolina says, we're not playing BYU because you're a bunch of white supremacists and racists. We're going to take a stand. It was utterly ridiculous. And it never happened. Right. But that's the point, though. It's, and that's why, like, it's funny. Like, I, I, I joke when I was approached to do this book, but... 
if you don't start teaching kids now about the dangers of this stuff, because the problem is you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. And what happens is you get tarnished by something like this. So you've got a guy like Nick Sandman who will now be tagged with this for the rest of his life. These players from BYU, as you mentioned, I, you know, it was funny. I had this situation I, when I was working for Reince Priebus at the RNC, and I remember we were at a meeting. I think it was in Boston, and we were doing this, what you call a media scrum, right? And Reince has this heavy Wisconsin accent, and he's talking, and this reporter writes this story afterwards saying Reince said something or other, and I can't remember what it was exactly. And Reince says, there's no way I'd ever say that. Now, luckily, as the good press flack that I was at the time, we record <laughs> everything that he says every right. time he does it. And so Reince said, I said, well, of course, I got it on tape. We played it back over and over again, and, and it was that he had a, Wisconsin, a thick Wisconsin accent. And so the word, if you heard it quickly – you know, it, it, you could somebody could have maybe taken it out of context, which, again, it didn't make sense. And that's why it was so weird is that you had to be trying to find something bad in what he was saying. But clearly, if you listen to the tape and kind of isolate it, you go, oh, that's what he was saying, not X. But they were so quick to judge oh, yeah. that they ran with the story. Same kind of stuff is that and, – and the funny thing about this, Mark, is that in every one of these instances, right – that you name, that you name, I name, like, it's always the left going after the right. There's never an instance where the liberal is wrong, right? It's always somebody on the right is is so wrong. The left is sanctimonious. It is the, 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 the conservative has done something very bad and acted in a bad way and must be punished and, and go to some kind of class of or course. what have you. Yeah, it's um, ridiculous. And, and so over and over again, we, we find these instances where somebody's been accused of something, and and you think about it, even just in this case of 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 uh, the the lab leak, how many times did somebody on the right get silenced, accused of spreading misinformation? When we find out, it's like, oops, our bad. And and you know, I just did a story about the State Department backed government finance disinformation bureau that silenced all these uh, news organizations, voices on the right. And it turns out that, oops, here's the FBI director yesterday coming out and saying, nope, we believe that it came from a lab the day after the energy department says it came from a lab. And no one's there to apologize and to make it right. And yet at the time, you were tarnished as spreading misinformation, uh, conspiracy theorists and everything else. And so, you know, if if you're a get-along, go-along kind of person and piling on, then that's the problem. And so I, the part of the reason that the parents go bananas is so important is because it starts to teach kids at an early age, don't be part of the pack mentality, that do your due diligence. Think about it. If two good people in your community and your group of friends get accused of something, maybe think twice. It's not saying that they're not guilty. It's not saying that they can't do something wrong. Well, be skeptical. Be, be a little skeptical, be skeptical, right? Yeah. Right. And don't just jump on the bandwagon right away. And and again, funny thing about this is that, you know, at the end of this thing and and, and they even say in the end of the story, why did you guys do this? What have we ever done to you know, where is our record of ever doing anything that was, quote, bad? And so that's that's the important thing. If we don't start doing this stuff where we teach our kids about what's right and wrong and standing up for patriotic Christian values, um, then, then we're going to lose the country. And that's the thing is that what the left really wants through this whole ESG woke, you know, sort of agenda that they have is to silence the right to make sure that there's capitulation and that you you feel uh, threatened 
by standing up for what you believe. And I, I, I mean, you see this over and over again, um, where instant after instance, people get up and say, I just don't, I, I don't share that belief. And they go, okay, great. Then here's what we're going to do to you. We're going to silence you. We're going to, you know, make sure that we cancel you in some ways. We're going to find a way to go after your private employer. We're going to, you know, run a campaign against you, uh, blah, 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 blah. And, and so kids have to understand it from an early age that standing up for what's right I is agree. important. Yeah, I'm with you. Sean Spicer is back with us. You know, one, one of the examples, let's look at even what happened yesterday with the student loan case. I mentioned this to um, a couple of guests yesterday. So Hakeem Jeffries tweets out something about how, you know, it's, it's only, see if I can find the tweet. Here we go. Uh, the new, you know, House Minority Leader. Extreme MAGA Republicans are working overtime to stop us from helping those with student loan debt. Thank you, President Biden, for your strong continued commitment. Wait a second. MAGA Republicans, I looked at the polling. It's like 75% of the country thinks this is a bad idea. It's overwhelming. But the media the media operates, and I come from an era in journalism where you used to be skeptical, and you didn't used to buy things hook, line, and sinker. And in this particular case, you would think the media's job would be to say, well, there's a fair amount of people here that think this is a terrible idea. But they operate exactly the opposite well again it's the, the none of the facts seem to matter right so you look at I, I was watching something yesterday on the today show about tiktok and al roker at the end of this says would we be having this discussion if this was a u.s company and i thought to myself no we wouldn't but it's a chinese communist chinese owned government company and they're sucking up our our data and using it against us so why like no we wouldn't but this is, I mean, like, why are you defending this? I think about the student loan stuff where you, you have, what is it, 65% of these people are among the highest wage earners in America that right. are getting graduate degrees and doctorate degrees. And then half of them are in, like, gender studies. So I'm sorry that I'm not subsidizing your master's degree <laughs> right, right. in basket weaving. But, but by the way, here's the other little dirty story that we covered yesterday on the show. The, the Department of Education – which is the, plain, uh, the, what's it, the plaintiff in this case, right, is using the HEROES Act. The HEROES Act was a post-9-11 act that was supposed to help veterans and first responders. And so they're, they're using this as the cover to, to uh, relieve this, to, to pay off all this debt. So they're you, doing on this on the backs of veterans. By the way, as a veteran, I can say this, we have the post-9-11 GI Bill, we have the Montgomery GI Bill. So they're basically alleviating debt of all of these woke kids and saying that they're doing it on behalf of veterans, right? One kid interviewed on local news here in the Washington, D.C. yesterday, 21 years old. They interviewed her on the steps of the, of the Supreme Court, and she said, this is ridiculous. I'm 22 years old. I shouldn't be saddled with debt. I should be living my best life. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, sorry, sweetheart. I mean, the idea that you little snowflake, you can't live your best life at 22 because you decide – I mean, like – you know I'm what sorry. you do? You know this. You know what you do at 22? You work your ass off so you can live your best life when you're in your 40s and 50s. That's what you do when you're 22. Yeah. But but, but I mean, just the notion that they want to take a minimum of $400 billion, pass it on to every other wage earner it's so very that we can offensive. pay a minimum of yeah. $2,500 so that this 21-year-old can live her best life. I'm sorry. There are people who literally joined the military to pay for college, and now these people want a free ride. I, I don't – I mean, or who – maybe somebody who made a choice to go to a community college or a tech school because they didn't want to go to a private school because it cost too much and they didn't want to saddle themselves for debt. I mean, it's, it, it's all political payoff. It's just – like, and, and no one wants to have the discussion, right? It's all fake, and this is ridiculous. I mean, you have John Lemon up there talking about people not in their prime, and nobody wants to – it's just – 
I, I just I continue uh, to to laugh at where we're headed. If it was, it, it almost makes you want to cry. If it wasn't so ridiculous. Oh, I know. I know. Look, we're going real long, and I wanted to ask you about some presidential politics and stuff like that, but I'm not so sure we have time. One thing that I did learn, I don't know if you uh, if you caught this, did you realize that uh, Lori Lightfoot used to be a white man, apparently, in the past? Because she's blaming race and gender on her loss yesterday, and she, she must have been white and a man a few years ago when they elected her overwhelmingly, right? It's the only thing I can come I, up I, with. I, did, I, I got a kick out of the fact that she the, the, the place is like, you know, on fire statistically, everybody, I mean, I can't imagine who still has a car in the city of Chicago because it seems like everyone's car has been stolen if they haven't been carjacked or hurt themselves in some way. And she's blaming it on the fact that she's a a black woman. Uh, I got a kick out of that. I'll tell you. Yeah. Have you, by the way, on on a big bummer of a note, you know, we've, we've been the source here in St. Louis of some crazy news, violence and just our circuit attorney being ridiculous. We're trying to get her kicked out. Finally, we had, um, you know, this wash you gender clinic story that busted out. So we, we've got a lot of things coming for talk show hosts across the country from St. Louis. And none of it's really good, unfortunately, right now, Sean. No, but at least I appreciate the fact that your attorney general out there is holding Kim Gardner oh, yeah. uh, respond, uh, accountable. And that's, that's at least the one positive piece of that's coming, in news coming out of St. Yeah. Louis. And he, Andrew, argued yesterday before the Supreme Court because Missouri was involved in that case. All right, here we go. Sean Spicer, the parrots go bananas. Not the parents, although the parents do go bananas. It's the, <laughs> the, parents. the parents are going bananas. <laughs> the parents go bananas. The new children's book. Where is the best way to find it? Is it a website or can you get it on yeah, Amazon? Yeah, you go to you go to bravebooks.com. It's, that's the easiest, best way to get it. And again, like I said, the best way, the best deal going under the Biden economy. If you go to bravebooks.com, you can get it for a dollar when you subscribe to the Freedom Island Book Club, and that way you get, you know, every other month you get the new book. And like last month with Kirk Cameron, he came out with a great book. Bethany Hamilton, the one on oh Surfer. yeah, I love uh, her. She's got yeah. a great book that's come out from Brave. I mean, they've just got a series of amazing authors that have put out pro, pro awesome. uh, Christian patriotic books that you can always feel confident that your kids can read on their own and never worry that they're going to be reading some woke left-wing garbage. Sean Spicer, awesome, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Mark. Get more at 971talk.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.